Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan on News Talk. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. Childcare providers and parents, they've teamed up. They're currently outside the doll, outside Leinster House this lunchtime. And it's all over funding issues. Um, Sarah is one of them who's there. She's on the line. She's a mum of two. Sarah, why are you protesting today? Hi, Andrea. I'm a mum of four, actually. Oh, apologies, Sarah. I have Sarah. two in the inra- and I have two in um, in school. Okay. And uh, we're actually already on the way home. I too got bored, so I couldn't uh, leave there any longer. Right. So we're on the bus on the way home. But we went out today to show our support for the uh, brilliant Nienra teachers. Uh, my two are in a brilliant Nienra in Lucan. And uh, their teachers are absolutely fantastic. The work is very important. And they do an absolutely brilliant job. And it seems like they're being really squeezed. Uh, they're very highly qualified and uh, they do a brilliant job. And I think the government should just give them whatever they want. So, like, you know firsthand, Sarah, the work that so many childcare providers and, and, and creches, like the, the type of work that they do. Um, you know, it, like, is there many out there today? I presume there is probably a lot of support. Yeah, there isn't. You, you, to go, you, like, you have to put your name on a list, like, even to get into you know, the one you might want, the one that's closest to you or whatever. So um, it's not that easy even to get a place. And uh, I believe what we're being told is that 260 of them may close down if they don't get this extra funding that they're asking for today. Uh, so it's not like a very lucrative sector. It's not a very high paying sector. And for the, the qualifications that a lot of the staff have, it's surprising and it's kind of disappointing, you know. Mm. Uh, Noel is on the line as well, Sarah. Noel, you run, you actually run a preschool in Navan. Why, why are you there today? Yes, hi. Uh, myself and the wife, uh, we run Oakley's Preschool in Navan, and uh, we're here because we basically have a ECC only session. We're not a full daycare centre or a creche, and um, so we we've been really squeezed out of the the core funding. The the, the co-funding model hasn't addressed the ECCE only uh, sectors because we rely solely on government funding. We can't get any uh, subsidies or fees from parents. And uh, unfortunately, we have seen uh, the full daycare centres getting a large proportionate of the uh, co-funding um, model where we are actually mm. getting zero so under these new proposals, am I right in saying, Noel, what will happen is that, like you as a provider, you're going to be asked to cap fees? Well, see, we, can't, we don't have fees because we, uh, we, we cannot charge fees to parents. We, we run the ECCE uh, preschool free scheme to, okay. to parents for their children. So we don't have any fees like that. So all our income is solely for, uh, government, from the government, government funded. So how does this new model affect you then? Uh, it uh, affects me. I'm I'm down uh, on what our income would be uh, from this year going forward, and they promised that it will bring us up to uh, this year's level of uh, funding. Mm. But with the increase, with the proposed increases in staff wages, um, pension contributions, inflation, and uh, the various other um, things that are coming online. Uh, we don't have the extra funding. Like we want to give all our staff extra uh, wages. We want the the uh, the salaries in this sector to to rise. You know, there's a from a male's perspective. You know, the uh, we don't have enough males in 
in the sector along with along with our female colleagues purely because the wages are so low but to be to entice up more uh, graduates into the sector we need more funding to be able to pay them yeah okay you but, and as you say you're completely reliant on the government funding there is no option to, to raise the fees um, 53106 is the number if you want to get in touch with us here on the programme today stay with us Noel Teresa's on the line as well Teresa you too are a provider are you in the same position as Noel? That's right. I'm in a very similar position to, to Noel, and I'm, I'm also a parent. And just, I suppose, to make things clear, because it, the messaging has been very confused for members of the public and parents out there, as both a provider and a parent, I can tell you, large chains, a large branch of a full daycare, for example, um, you know, with 60 or 70 places for children of varying ages, might pick up €175,000 a year in additional core funding for their service. It's fantastic. It's going to help parents address the cost of childcare on a very real basis. But at the other end of the scale, you have the likes of Nolan ourselves, etchy preschools, 1,500 of them or more, the length and breadth of this country. And what's happened is the funding that they have been awarded is either zero or it's extremely close to where it has been for the last 12 years. In the last 12 years, etchy preschools have been given one increase of 7%, which was immediately gobbled up by inflation yeah. at the time. And now we're being told that our funding is to be level X and the providers are saying loudly today we cannot survive on these low levels of funding. So what does this ultimately mean, Teresa, for you? Like if this goes ahead as is? The core funding probably will go ahead and I'll tell you why. It'll probably go ahead because providers like ourselves are penalised by losing higher capitation and PSP. That's just jargon for two funding streams. They are withdrawn from us if we don't sign up to core funding. So I, for one, feel forced to sign up to core funding. And all it'll do is enable me to tread water with the income levels that I've been getting in recent years for those etchy sessions that we are providing. So that's why things aren't good enough. And that's why services are thinking of closing their doors. Are you the same, Noel? Yes, I'm afraid we're the exact same. And we're in a in a, in a disadvantaged area in, in the town that we live in. Uh, we, we have about uh, 2,000 houses in our catchment area, we have 44 children under four, um, uh, hopefully enrolled now for September. But if it's not sustainable and we have to close, uh, there's, there's no place for those 44 uh, children and their families. And that's that's the you know what? Where do we go from there? You know. And that's, I suppose, Sarah, your concern as a parent, as somebody who has two children in, you know, using facilities. Like I'm, sh- like I'm sure the last thing you want to hear today is that there's providers there warning that they could potentially have to close up shop. Yeah, it's a real, it's really difficult to find childcare. It's really hard to get a place in a creche, even if you can afford it. And a lot of the difficulty, well, for me with creches is that a lot of creches kind of want you to sign up full time. So if both parents are working full time, it works out very well. But if both parents aren't working full time or if people are kind of supplementing childcare with a grandparent or a neighbour or um, something else, it, it, it works out really expensive. Crushes are really, really expensive. And especially if you've more than one or two children. So uh, I, that, I like the fear that, that 260 providers might pull out now, like that would have a huge knock on effect, I think, for particularly women in the workplace. The, the point, Teresa, today of the protest, how many roughly were at it? I'd say four to 500 people are out here outside Leinster House. All providers are a mix of parents? All providers, well, most providers are parents themselves. Of course, But yeah. mostly it's providers because everybody I've spoken to today 
Um, is delighted, delighted with the numbers, delighted that we have said no so loudly. The Federation of Early Childhood Providers has done Trojan work on this for months to represent providers, the length and breadth of this country. A lot of, as Noel has said, only 2% um, of the services are uh, run, run by men. We need more uh, male figures into, into the sector. We need a better demographic spread. We all of these things. But the women I'm looking at, look at out here, they are small business owners. They're your local pre- preschool. They're around the corner. They're catering for children between seven or eight children up to 44 or 200 children for preschool education. It's different to the care model that you would see for a full-day creche for a younger child, for example. Um, it's this education component. And everybody out here is out here with enormous amounts of heart saying no to decades of underfunding. And they just can't deny it anymore with numbers like this. I'm really hoping they listen to us and do something on standard, standard capitation, which needs to move to €100 Euros per child per week. OK, so that, that's effectively what it is. You're calling for the €100 Euro subsidy per child on the ECCE scheme. Absolutely, absolutely. Is a hundred like a hundred euro will cover it? No, it will. Like, will that make up the? That'll help. Uh, that's going on the on the uh, the prices of inflation at the moment. But uh, you know, we're, we're we're all struggling paying rents. You know, uh, and uh, hopefully uh, things will change, and and uh, we might see an ease in, in, in the cost of living. But at the moment, yes. A hundred euros should 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 keep us sustainable, but it's sustainable. That's all we're going to be. We're not. None of us are going to make big profits out of it. Like that we'll just be able to get a wage out of it and be able to um, give a good, decent salary mm. to our, our staff. Um, what happens now, Teresa? Because I mean, the protest has has you know happened this lunchtime, and, and I can hear in the background there's still some hustle and bustle about. Yeah. But like, the government has said that um, the cutting of childcare costs for parents that's one of the priorities in the budget. That's yeah, in October. And I mean, as but I like, at the start, I'm a parent myself. I have a two year old and a seven week old, and I can tell you how valuable it is. And how comforting it is to hear the government come out and recognise the pain the parents are having as well. The children, firstly, and the parents cannot be forgotten in any of this. But to answer your question, what's going to happen next? The part of the ECEC sector who have been ignored or who have been underfunded, uh, who are out here today, uh, we're here making, making noise. There's a plan to have closures in September. They will happen na- nationwide. Three days of closures in September. Right. Uh, potentially again October, November. Uh, impacting uh, thousands of families. Mm. Um, but in terms of the shorter term goal, we're going in there at three o'clock today. Um, we have made our data and analysis and research available to all of the TDs that are in there today. So at three o'clock, there'll be a meeting, there'll be an opportunity to see all of the research that we've done. We're really hoping they'll listen because nobody is looking to become a millionaire off the funding we're asking for. We're asking for viability, sustainability yeah. and respect. Okay, well, I'm sure that's the last thing any parent listening to us here on Lunchtime Live today wants is there to be a protest um, exactly. and closed crashes. And me com- among them. Com- yeah, exactly. Come September. Teresa, Noel and Sarah, thanks a million for joining us here on the programme today. 53106 is the number if you want to get in, in touch with us today. This texter, though, says my crash costs are more expensive than my mortgage. Keep them coming into us. Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan. Brought to you by Avant Money. Weekdays at midday on News Talk.